Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Kudzu Radio Hour. This is Kudzu Radio Hour number 152, recorded on Saturday, July 3rd. I've got the wrong date down there. <laughs> July 3rd. I'm sure it is. Yes, Saturday, July 3rd. Tomorrow being Independence Day. Yay! So this is... Uh, our second show since my ordeal, and I'm so happy to be back with you. And we will have one member of the panel uh, absentee today, which is Mr. Jim Hemphill. He had something uh, else he had to do, but uh, we do have Patrick Beach back this week. So it's uh, gonna be myself, Eli and Patrick Beach talking about video kill the radio star. That's right. Did that pique your interest? It did mine. Kudzu Radio Hour is brought to you as always by the fun, fine folks at Springer Mountain Farms. That's a rooster, not a chicken. Uh, fresh chicken responsibly raised on family farms with no antibiotics, no hormones, no steroids, no animal byproducts, never. Just good, healthy, raised on family farm chicken. It's the best chicken you'll ever put in your mouth. Get more information or order online at springermountain.com, springermtn.com. Not only is Springer Mountain chicken healthier, but I can tell you, it's I, I keep it in my freezer all the time. Boneless, skinless chicken breast. They've got all kinds of chicken products, uh, and all of them are great. So get on over to springermountain.com and uh, have it delivered to your doorstep. Why not? They will do that. Program's also brought to you by our favorite band in the world. <laughs> That's right, man. And they're back getting ready to go back on tour this summer. I'm so excited for them. That's the Box Masters, a smoking rock, rocking hot little combo out of California. Uh featuring Bud Thornton on uh, drums and vocals and uh, uh, J.D. Andrew on guitars, keyboards, everything. Both are multi-instrumentalists, both are singers. And together, they're the new Lennon McCartney as far as songwriting, great songs. The latest album is Light Rays. You gotta get it. You can get it on CD, vinyl, or download. It's fantastic. Get on over to their website because it's a website you can order the album. You can order autograph merchandise. You can order some of the past CDs, clothing, swag, everything else at theboxmasters.com. That's theboxmasters.com. And be sure to follow the band on social media, Facebook, and Instagram, all that good stuff, man. Yeah. We are very close. Uh, as I said, my 30-day ordeal in the hospital Put me behind, but I'm catching up. I'm catching up, man. Issue number 42 of Kudzu is almost ready. Uh, stay tuned because uh, it's going to be a good one. The cover story is on Mr. Chuck Lavelle, a former member of the Alma Brothers and a longtime uh, touring keyboardist and band director with the Rolling Stones. That's not that's nothing to sneeze at, is it? I mean, that's great. He's also played on every great rock album in in the past 
10, 15 years or 20 years. Uh, the uh, issue also features a, a new interview that our friend Brenda did with uh, Charlie Starr of Blackberry Smoke about the post-pandemic um, concerts and the new album, uh, You Hear Georgia, which is uh, also reviewed in this issue. I feel like it's the best album they've done. They just keep outdoing themselves, okay? But we've got Blackberry Smoke on there, and we've got uh, a whole bunch of stuff. CD reviews, DVD reviews, our regular columns, like Big A Knows, The Unforgettable, uh, excuse me, it's unpredictable. Billy Eli, also unforgettable. And Electra, her rock and roll health shit column. All this and more is coming soon. Uh, you can read all the back issues as well. All you got to do is scoot on over to www.kudzumag.com. Be sure to also check out on the internet. Go to YouTube and punch in the Ambassador of Southern Rock, and you'll find my channel on there where I've got interviews with some good uh, rock and rollers and uh, just celebrities, all kinds of cool stuff. And lots of top 10 countdowns, uh, special guests on this program with me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's it. That's basically it. That is basically it. And um, so, being this July 4th weekend, wanted to do some sort of rock and roll 4th of July song. And I know this song, uh, you know. If you listen to the words, it's not necessarily you know, praising the United States, but it's kind of saying, it's kind of saying uh, he's happy to be from the United States, even though he's had a lot of things to go through, you know, like going to Vietnam and all that kind of stuff. But mostly that people just hear the, the chorus line, born in the USA. So it's Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band kicking it in. And right after this, Born in the USA, we'll be back with the whole Hee Haw gang. So please stick around. we got a program for you, baby. All right, let's rock. Here we go.
Well, that was certainly that was certainly a good way to kick off the program. Uh, yeah, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, and you know what? It's a great song, born in the USA, and a lot of people think it's patriotic. But um, <clears throat> listen to the words. <laughs> but it's still, you know, it's still a celebration of life in the United States, even if it does include being shipped off to Vietnam. You know, working in crappy jobs and all the other I, stuff. I always thought that was the most, on, the, like the most honest reality reflecting protest song ever about, about the Vietnam War, man. I mean, yeah, just, very, he, very much he, got, he got that, he got that story of, of you know, he, he was able to, to concisely tell the story of, of what it was like and and yeah no it's, it's a great song but yeah it's not a particularly patriotic <laughs> no but you know that's amazing that um, uh, most people you know the same people don't care who's original members in a band they'll just go because of the name marshall tucker or molly hatch even if there's no original members but uh those same people they they'll go Born in the USA, man, what a celebration of the United States. Yeah, it's it's not a flag-waving song at all. No, man. no, you know, it's like a fortunate son or something. But anyway, right. um, good song. Uh, welcome to the program, folks. And uh, we've got one guy that's absent today, but we're not going to uh, count that against his overall grade. Jim Hemphill is not going to be here today. He's hey, in I California. He's in California, I Yeah, fucker. Sucker. Yeah, next week, Pat's not going to be here because he's going to be in. Where are you going to be, Pat? Tell us where you're going to uh, be. I'm certainly not going to be at Springsteen on Broadway in the St. James Theater in the yeah, orchestra. Right. <laughs> Certainly right. not, that's, but yes, he that, is. That's that's not where you're going to be. That's not, that's not where I'm going to be. Speaking of Patrick Beach, please welcome also from Austin, Texas. You know him, you love him. You can't live without him. Without him. Um, yeah, Patrick. Good. Life is a beach. Good Patrick day, beach. gentlemen. It's been so too happy long. to have these boys yeah, back. So happy to be been. back with them. You missed last week's man, which was our relaunch after uh, Buff's recent vacation to the hospital. Vacation, yeah. <laughs> vacation happy to get away. Look, look, look man, I'm trying. I'm trying to put a happy, happy face on. Well, you go ahead. You, you, I've been trying ever since I went through it to do that. So, uh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you got to lay there and you're thinking, "Damn, this really sucks." Of course, it could have been worse. I could have not. I could have not. Exactly. Up. No matter what I was going through in the hospital and rehab, I kept thinking, "You know what? It don't matter." Yeah. Well, I'll get past this. I couldn't have gotten past. Uh, well, you wasn't gonna dying. get past, but you wouldn't have got past being dead, man. No, that's, that's kind of you yeah. know. I noticed even when I was a small child, man, being dead is not one of those things that you can bounce back from. Exactly it's right. Not a, it's not a phase. It's not it's a not, phase. It, it's not, man, and you don't grow out of it. Right. <laughs> okay, boys, I'm. I got something for you. All right. Uh, to, today I'm going to, because you know. Because the radio hour is our church, and our Bible yeah, okay, is yeah, okay. <laughs> our Bible is the uh, Rolling Stones alt rock alt rockorama, and I just randomly opened up uh, okay. this morning, and this is advice for all guitar players from Wayne Kramer of the MC Five. This is a good one. Yeah, and I think these are true, very true. 
The first advice for a guitar player is plug the thing in. That's a good first step. I'm no technical whiz, but I've noticed that the electric things always work better when plugged in. That's for those of you guitar players who are on crystal meth. Um, number two, wash your hands. That's the truth. You play better with clean hands. And if anybody wants to pick up one of my guitars, they've got to wash their hands first. Oils and all that crap gets on your strings. Number three, if you have to sing and play guitar, practice by yourself before you do it at band practice. You don't want to bring down the rest of the band by making them watch you learn to walk and chew gum at the same time. Stop, alarm, stop. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, then, uh, always wear your coolest clothes on stage. It's better to look good than to feel good. Or to play, or to play well. And that's why, <laughs> that's why Gene Simmons always wears dragon boots. Uh, <laughs> number five, work on developing your own sound. And that is very important. Do not try to imitate somebody else. Number six, learn music, not guitar. Uh-huh. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. And yet, you know, I would say that's a really good first rule. And yet, I'm so many guitar players. Yeah, never mind. Let, let's move along. Okay. Number, <laughs> okay. Don't talk about guitar players. Number seven, write songs with words. Very important. I mean, instrumentals are great, you know, if you're the ventures. Uh, watch other guitarists' hands and feet. See what they do. You know, I don't know what that means, but yeah, kind of. Number nine is very important. Breathe. Do not hold your breath. More people need to you know, I studied that when I was in rehab that uh, with the uh, therapist, how to breathe properly. And it's really helped my uh, singing since I went through all that with her, uh, learning the pro proper way to breathe. Um, now I'm adding a lot of my own notes to Mr. Kramer's thing, sorry. But number 10 now is kind of wacky. When smashing the guitar, Keep a smile on your lips and a song in your heart. Who's <laughs> smashing your guitar? Right. You'll never see me smash a guitar. I cannot afford it. I can't. And I'm trying to remember if Pete Thompson was smiling when they would smash their stuff. I don't Keith, know. Keith Lee would be, smile, be smiling when he smashed his drum kit. Now, that was sort of a maniacal, I need to be tranquilized kind of smile, but yeah. <laughs> need to be tranquilized. Okay. Well, we're going to keep it rocking because we're going to do high fidelity. Here's the theme song. High fidelity. Thank you, Bill Murray. Okay. Um, see, I'm a little bit full of full of it today. I'm not going to say what that it might is. have been. The, that's probably going to be the best bit of this show. Go yeah. Ahead. Uh, here we go with. Uh, all right, Billy. Uh, you go first. Yeah, you hadn't uh, given me a topic. I'm getting ready to. It's, all uh, three of us going to do the same thing. Uh, I want you to name five the five great classic country songs. Classic country. Five. Five great classic country songs. Yeah. Uh, writer's version, artist uh, version. Yes. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, Baron Young, hello, Walls. Willie Nelson wrote it. Baron. Yeah. Uh, and these aren't any in, in any particular order. Well, they don't have to be uh, in any order, no. Um, I'm trying to narrow. Uh, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to call it Honky Tonkin by uh, Hank Williams. Honky Tonkin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could, I, I, it was either that or um, Honky Tonk Blues. They're, yeah, they're they're same thing. Let me do like Jim. Williams. Let me make four, let me make four sub lists. <laughs> no, okay. So uh, we're gonna count that one as one because they both got honky tonk in them. So I got that, and I got Farron Young. Uh, I tell you, uh, I'm gonna go with a Jerry Lee Lewis uh, song. Uh, she even woke me up to say goodbye. And anybody out there that don't know yeah. it ought to go ought to go look it up right now. She got everything, man. She got like a Happy, the happy sound of piano, but the melody's kind of sad, and the story's kind of funny and sad. And it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a good honky tonker. I'm gonna jump up uh, to the uh, late '70s, and I'm gonna go. Uh, and man, I kind of hate this because this spun out of that urban cowboy thing, and a lot of the stuff that spun out of that was just crap. But this was a really good song. Uh, uh, Looking for Love by uh, Johnny Lee. That oh, was, wasn't that a great song? Yeah, yeah and and that that really is a good and classic country song. Yeah. And uh, you know, growing up near Houston, I mean that that had the sound of all the live music that was around me because that's kind of what the band sounded like. And uh, and that's for man. Uh, the next one, the, my last one, is going to be a Willie Nelson song. But again, there's eight or nine that it could be. Uh, but I, I tell you, I'm going to go with Nightlife, even though that's really more jazz than country. It is such a, I mean, it is it is the gold standard for sort of country tort songs. Doesn't doesn't matter who's singing it. Doesn't matter who's playing it. If they're if they're doing it well, man. I mean, it's. It, it sort of defines kind of country swing honky tonk torch music, and uh, yeah. Game. So, so that's my list. I tell you what, man. On that uh, on that uh, last song that you mentioned there, Nightlife. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard it or not, but uh, Charlie Daniels put a a couple of CDs of the best of Onger Jam, and um, he had Willie doing Nightlife with Toy Caldwell playing lead guitar I, I don't doubt that rip man it's when amazing you, when you listen, well when you listen to toy stuff i mean man he was jazz he was more than he was more than half a jazz guy man yeah man he did some killer jazz yeah. all right patrick beach what's your five country classic countries number one he stopped loving her today there you go man yeah good good why don't you go man. ahead and just steal everything from my list you well, son number, a, no, no, number two he stopped loving her today number three <laughs> he stopped loving uh, number two is Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. Okay, that, go uh, ahead. Just uh, eat uh, the rest of my choice. list. Yeah. Number go three ahead. is uh, Tecumseh Valley by Towns. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. What was that one? Tecumseh Valley. Towns Van Zandt. Oh, yeah. Number four. Uh, Nan Nancy Griffith had a big hit with that, too, right? Yep. Yep. She did. Uh, number four is Sing Me Back Home Until I Die, Before I Die by Merle. And oh, uh, one of my favorite songs that's tied with Mama Tried by Merle. That's another really, really good one, man. 
<laughs> Number five is. You know, we really needed 10 to do this. <laughs> number 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 five is Cash, the Long Black Veil. That's good, man. Ring of Fire would have been another good one. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah, well. You know, nobody's, everybody's, uh, everybody has cannibalized your list, but, but let me just say right, right now, man, nobody's mentioned Buck Owens. <laughs> you know, and, uh, but anyway. Well, it's just I, the way it, I did it when I wrote mine. <laughs> to kind of be on an equal playing field, I knew you guys would have to do it on the fly. So I truly and honestly just wrote the first five that came to mind. Well, that was what and I And they too. are. The first five. Uh, number one, uh, no particular order, Your Cheating Heart by Hank Williams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Number two, He Stopped Loving Her Today. <laughs> I sang that so many that, times in so many is, bars. Well, it's such a damn classic. And, and uh, if you wouldn't have picked that one, uh, a great second choice would have been She Thinks I Still Care about Jones, man. Oh, anything but George. Num uh, number three, speaking of Merle, I was like, well, I don't want to sing me back home, but I didn't. I, I went over to the big hit, Oki from Muskogee. Another mm -hmm. good one, yeah. Major hit. Uh, had to do some cash. Too many to choose from. My favorite cash song is Boy Named Sue, but I just went with what I would say, first time I ever heard Johnny, my dad, play me Folsom Prison Blue. That's a good one, man. And, uh, okay, and then my last one is a tie, but two Willie Nelson songs, one of which... Willie was, was real well represented. Yeah. One of the Willie songs was written by Towns. That's the Poncho and Lefty. Mm -hmm. uh, tied with a song I dearly love, Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. Mm -hmm. So there you go. That's country, good, baby. If that ain't country, list, I'll kiss man. your ass. Good list. Uh, moving right along, we're going to go right into recommendations. Now, I'm going to, reason I'm going to do mine first is because you know what's coming up. I'm gonna let it's going to take a while. While I, while I, uh, while I uh, go take care of business. But I've got three recommendations. And they're all short and sweet. But huh? one of them came up last night. Been doing a little TV watching. So I said last week that while I was in rehab, the only channels we got on that TV, first of all, the speaker was broken. So all it was, and all it was playing was TV Land or Comedy Central. So I saw every episode ever made of Golden Girls and Two and a Half Men. <laughs> and the soundtrack a whole lot sounded, of Andy Griffith. And, the, and all the soundtracks sounded like they were being performed by Gore. Gore, exactly, it did. So my first one is uh, from National Geographic Channel this week is Shark Week. Yeah. And I, I love Shark Week. And they got a whole bunch of new shows. And I watched one last night called Shark versus Surfer. And it was so interesting about this. Yeah, surfer who, that, yeah, yeah, the surfer who got that bit fight, all man. over the place and still still goes surfing. But he's got scars where this thing just, just about chewed him in half. And it was uh, very, very interesting, uh, the whole thing about. And I didn't know that sharks could smell blood in the water as far as two miles away. Well, how about that? wonder how they find that out. I mean, how do you, you like survey the sharks? <laughs> um, number two, uh, I'm really hooked on a new series on Apple TV. Uh, it's a Stephen King adaptation of Stephen King's Lisey story. 
or Julianne Moore. And it's a series and she, uh, her husband was a famous author. You know, King always writes about authors. Her husband was a famous author and he died, but he had a novel that was not put out yet. And these people were wanting to option it, buy it and all this kind of stuff. And she just didn't want to do it. And they were like doing everything in their power short of like shooting her to get her to do it, put it out. And, um, you know, all sorts of things happen. And she finds out a lot of things about her husband that she didn't know. And let me just cap that off by saying, Julia Moore, redhead. I never realized how absolutely how much I really like her as an actress and how just, fantastic. Just She's really so good. good. Really good. And my last one it has made it gave me so much joy over the past three nights. I, I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed this on TV on the A and E network. It's a documentary on KISS, two parts each of which is two hours long. So the whole documentary is the count four hours, but it's not, you know, I've seen all these docs on kiss before. And usually it's just Gene talking about how great he is. And, you know, you know, Ace and Peter suck and all this kind of stuff. But this one is just more kind of laid back and more honest. And I, you know, as following kids for 50 years, and I still had not seen a ton of these clips. I still had not heard many of these stories. And I was just like, you know, it's like a kid in a candy store. It's so good. And another thing that changed is I've always had this, uh, you know, disdain for Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer who have been replacements for Ace and Peter for so long. I was like, you know, it's just not right. It's just not right to put them in their makeup. Blah, 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 blah. After this documentary and getting to hear Tommy Thayer talk and getting to hear the stories and everything, I came away from it feeling like, man, I was wrong. Uh, not only is he a really good guitar player, not only does he show up sober, but he's a really great guitar player. And then he talked about how Thayer was uh, – when they did a reunion tour and conventions and all that, Tommy put everything together. He was like the man for the band. I never knew that. And it was the dream of a lifetime for him to join that band because he grew up playing. Playing along with a, the in a tribute band. Yeah. But before he joined the band Black and Blue. But and one interesting story that kind of made me giggle in a way and also made me like, feel bad for Tommy was they got to one of the shows and Ace just did not show up and it's one of the uh, you know um, reunion or the final tour before they went on 20 more years <laughs> the final tour in 2001 or whatever and it was one of the big shows and he had not shown up again so uh, they kept an extra costume for Tommy to put on in case Ace didn't show up because he knew all the songs. So he said that uh, Tommy, uh, manager Doc McGee went over and said, all right, Tommy, suit up, you're going on. And he goes, oh my God, this will be my, it's going to be his first time playing in the band and so for he's thousands the, he's, and thousands. 
He's the understudy. He's the understudy, <laughs> exactly. And uh, he suited up, and he's so excited. He's ready to go on stage, and Ace comes walking in. Hi, right, Curly, I'm here. Hey, Tommy, how you doing? He just, he didn't say anything about the fact that Tommy was dressed completely in his costume. He said, hey, Tommy, how you doing? So Ace went on and Tommy didn't get to. And then uh, later on, of course, you know, uh, the way that Paul was saying it was, you know, all these people complaining. They, they, he said, when I played the Phantom of the Opera on stage, I think it was in Canada, he did. You know, there have been dozens of people who played the Phantom. And he said the, the cat man, the demon, the star child, and the space ice are characters. And he said, it's just like in a show, you know, if that actor can't make it, somebody else will. And that's mm -hmm. what we did. We put these guys on. And then Gene went on to say, as much as he loves Peter and Ace, he said, playing with Tommy and Eric, always sober, always on time. The music always sounds spot on he said that's the best uh actually the best times that he's ever had playing and kisses with those guys and now i see it i mean i see it they have so much fun together and it's uh you know there's no uh you know none of that worrying is it going to show up high kind of stuff so anyway lots of stuff that i took away from the kiss documentary if you like that band or if you dislike a good documentary, check it out. I did. I watched it on demand on uh, Spectrum on demand. But um, and I got a friend that's making me a DVD of it. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. But anyway, it sure is. Sure. was good. So there you go. Three of them. Yes, that's right. Shark Week, Lisey Story and Kiss. You know, I'm the hottest band in the land. And now next is. One of you guys. Who's going next? I'm going. I'll go next. I got one. I've been watching Bonanza reruns on YouTube. That's it. Right. Bonanza. Not great, man. <laughs> yeah, there was a uh, there was an apocryphal story that was pretty long lasting that Rick Nielsen played guitar on that scene. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I don't have much to add to I've been watching Bonanza reruns, but uh, the way that got started was I couldn't. I, I was wondering if there were any of the Bonanza steakhouses left, so I was done a Google search to see if, if there were any anywhere. There are a few in the in the east, but uh, in a couple in the Midwest, but uh, it, in their corporate bio man the first one of those was actually started by dan blocker who played haas and and uh yeah. and he invested some money in, in a restaurant in the 60s and it was that and then they built it into a small chain he didn't own it very long couple years and sold his part out but then i was like huh that how was he when he died when, when he was he wasn't he, he wasn't 40, very old I 42 think. yeah i, I, I had to yeah, graduate so, graduate of Sol Ross University in Alpine, yep, Texas. Yep, <clears throat> yep. And then, and then I wound up on uh, reading them through a message board where a whole bunch of people were arguing about uh, what his character's name was because the article about it had 
said that his name on the show was Eric and in parentheses, Haas Cartwright. And there was a big giant argument about if his name was Eric or his name was Haas. And I mean, I don't know how arguments spark out of that. Obviously, Haas was the nickname. <laughs> and, but uh, yeah, but then I was like, yeah, I wonder if any of this is on YouTube. And so I looked it up and yeah, it's all on YouTube. <laughs> so I started watching it again. Anyway, uh, the story of how I got to those reruns are probably more interesting than reruns. But yeah, that's it. Bonanza, YouTube. I, I recommend it. <laughs> Go ahead. Nice. Well, uh, I was just going to have one, but uh, since Buff went ahead. And now with his recommendations, here's uh, Mr. Patrick Beach. Well, I was just going to have one, but now I'm going to do two since you did three. Uh, yeah. Uh, a, week, a week ago tonight, uh, a friend of mine I hadn't seen since college 30 years ago drove uh, two hours from Des Moines from Omaha just to go to an Iowa Cubs game with a bunch of uh, – bunch of my friends and and today he put up on his facebook a title card from a movie and said name that movie and i was like i think i know that movie the title card says uh july 3rd 1984 5 30 p.m central time i'm like i'm pretty sure i know that mm-hmm. and it is it is the very beginning of return of the living dead a film from 1985 directed by walter hill who directed uh uh, oh, what was that New York gang movie? Not The Outsiders, but The Warriors. Warriors. He, dire- he directed The Warriors, and and this is a this is a funny uh, uh, horror movie. It's called a Splat Stick <laughs> Zombie Movie. So, because it's July third, I think we're gonna watch that tonight. But the recommendation I was going to have is uh, is a new book by somebody I'm mentioned a time or two uh my buddy larry wright lawrence wright he's a staff writer writer for the new yorker magazine recently won like just last week or the week before won his third national magazine award for his reporting on the pandemic in the new yorker and he turned that into a book called the plague year america in the time of covid i recommend it highly for reading on airplanes while you're wearing a face mask you know it's uh, super super timely it's expertly expertly reported and as you can imagine quite damning about the mixed messages the administration was uh sending the mixed signals about masks the infighting between the health officials and the economic advisors and it's extremely damning also about the recalcitrance of the chinese and how they slowed any sort of meaningful response to this down by first denying how bad it was and still not letting anybody into the Wuhan lab to determine how it may have been hatched in that lab, if in fact it was. He's a really, really good scientific explainer in this. I'm not very good with science. The only thing I'm worth at, worse at than science is math, but, uh, but, I can follow everything he's saying. So that's my book recommendation. Very, very timely and a very, very good book. I would not be at all surprised if he was nominated for another Pulitzer National Book Award. It's The Plague Year, America in the Time of COVID by the Pride of Terrytown, Austin, Texas, Lawrence writes. 
Excellent. I, you know, I hadn't read the book, so <laughs> I got nothing. But yeah, it yeah. does sound interesting and timely. Yep. Yep. Um, and you have a, you only were doing two, right? And and your other was splat stick. Right. Right. <laughs> so now we're uh, ready to move on to the main event. Yeah. Well, and today was what video killed the radio star, and as right. I understood it, it was supposed to have been videos that. Uh, not just videos that you like, but videos that had some significant cultural impact that drew drew people away from uh, uh, away from further away from the radio than they were already getting. That was that sure. correct? Buff. <laughs> yeah. Buff has his mic muted, guys. <laughs> it looks like he's a cinematics. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was on fucking paul uh mute yeah you were on mute man that whole time we hadn't heard anything you said i sent you a text <laughs> well um what i was trying to say was yeah what billy said is kind of what i was thinking but i was also thinking i know i'd heard all of us say back when we talked about MTV before, then there was a time when we would sit and wait for hours to see a particular video because you liked it so much. Right. Because it was different. It was creative. It was something really, really different. So it's kind of like innovative videos. What anyway you want to look at it? It's all right. Just okay. really cool stuff. So uh play it any way you want to. There are no rules here. The only rule is there are no rules. Okay. So uh, I'm ready. What y'all's got to go first? I, what I was saying while I was muted was that I went to pull mine up, which I put a lot of thought into it and everything, but obviously uh -huh. I didn't hit the save button. So I put a lot, put a lot of thought into mine, and uh, but I didn't. No, I didn't pick but three. I maybe could come up with. I have a fourth one kind of, but I was trying to avoid uh, this is just my favorites list because uh, let me just say uh, some of these songs and, and that are on my list, man, they weren't bands that I liked. It wasn't a genre of music I particularly liked. Uh, but uh, the first one I, I'm going to pick is um, I, I have two in this genre. One is, uh, and it's kind of, heavy metal or pop glam, the, the glam metal, pop metal. Uh, and mine are, most of mine are from 84, 85, uh, 86 maybe. The, uh, and, the, and the first one is uh, Round and Round by Rat. Remember, y'all know that? Oh, yeah. Separate. <laughs> well, and, and, let me, and let me tell you why. That was, uh, that was when uh, MTV was first making a real big commercial push. I mean, they had... Well, they had been around then, what, three years? Weren't they founded in 81? Mm -hmm. MTV. But yeah, that was, 
83 and 84 was when videos stopped just it stopped just being you know recordings of a, of a band doing a live performance and they started being many movies and 80, 83 and 84 was also the rise of, of you know, the metal as such a po big popular thing. And, and look at all the metal bands that, that broke then, you know, Quiet Riot, Motley Crue. Uh, Motley Crue was another one that I was going to put up with Rat uh, in their, uh, was it Shout at the Devil or, what, or whatever their big hit. I, I don't even know. I wasn't even into that music, didn't own any of those records, didn't listen to any of that stuff on the radio. But that phase of MTV and those videos were happening with the rise of, of, of in popularity of, of heavy metal music that was coming out of LA and New York. And uh, and even not being a Rat or a Motley Crue fan, I knew who those bands were because those videos. And I think that it popularized that genre of music in a way that it would not have been popular and not have been able to have been popularized five, five years earlier. So uh, I think that those had significant impact on th those videos had a significant impact on, on popular music and current popular music trends in general. Uh, and Again, that wasn't anything that I would have ever listened to, never bought it, didn't know the bands, wasn't a fan, but I, I kind of know those songs because of MTV. Um, another one is, uh, uh, damn, um, Jump from Van Halen's 1984 album. And again, goofy, silly, wacky, zany, you know, David Lee Roth being David Lee Roth. <laughs> and, uh, and he came out with what at that time, man, was uh, it, 1984, which was Van Halen's huge. I mean, they, they were already a huge band, but but again, I would have never been a Van Halen fan, would have never owned a, I owned one Van Halen album, 1984, and it was, and I bought that on the strength of videos that, that came off of that. Uh, Jump, Hot for Teacher, um, uh, them were the only two that I'm coming up with. Uh, Panama, uh, you know, and and that was and and that was because of the videos. I wasn't they it wasn't this kind of stuff I listened to on the radio. It wasn't things I was a fan of. I knew the band. I didn't dislike them. I was neutral, kind of Van Halen neutral. Uh, my next pick is from a band that I did have a bunch of their previous albums. And in retrospect, I really, uh, I, I, I like the videos and the albums that, that came out in, in this phase. They continued making stuff like that for their next four or five albums. And in retrospect, I really liked them earlier when they were just a country blues band and it was ZZ Top and they did all those things off of that Illuminator album, Sharp Dressed Man, uh, Legs, and everybody remembers those videos and that iconic high rod car and those iconic you know, women in women in the uh, yeah yeah the spinny the the furry guitars that spun on her on her yeah. loops and and uh, uh, again it introduced uh, it, it introduced ZZ Top to a whole group of people that would have never known they existed. Um, it, 
I had been a fan of theirs for years and it was since, you know, middle school and, and had, and already had a bunch of their albums, but, uh, yeah, it, that uh, it, the impact that it had on popular music that was current, um, and, and so, so I had those two metal bands, and I'm gonna clump two other bands together here, and uh, this would be uh, Joan Jett or one of your favorites, uh, Buff uh, Scandal, Patty Smythe. And uh, the warrior. the warrior the warrior video and damn I can't I'm blanking on the Joan Jett video that was so huge at the I time. love rock and roll yeah yeah. I, yeah even though that song was old that video did get a lot of spins and when MTV entered that you know short movie phase of videos and like you were talking about the creativity and you know they brought in a lot a lot of movie guys that went on to be you know successful movie directors got to start doing videos and uh and what i think that that the joan jett stuff and the and the scandal stuff with patty smith again it, it pushed uh and, and you could say the uh, the same with uh then what was the blonde woman that played uh she'd been in in the band in the runaways with uh joan jett uh lita ford no lita ford yeah. uh what was uh Damn it, I'm trying to remember. She had a, she had a big video hit. Well, uh, I remember. Well, I can't remember the title. I'm I'm I, I'm running I'm running the lyrics in my head trying to get to the hook. <laughs> was, yeah. uh, uh, kiss me deadly. Yeah, <laughs> that that's right. Yeah. yeah, kiss kiss me deadly. You know, it, it was a really good platform for uh for women in rock and roll. I mean, it, it, yeah. And uh. We were talking in the break, uh, Patrick, and you were talking about uh, you were talking about the Go Go's, and I'm you know, and and, oh, well. and and again, I mean, I'm not listening to any of their videos. I'm doing the lead of the the uh, scandal with Patty Smythe and the Joan Jett one were the ones that I saw that made the most impact. And then the again, these were in no particular order, and and uh, my fifth one man would have to be uh thriller <laughs> you know oh, like Lord, michael yeah. jackson hate michael jackson hate the whole franchise oh, like the whole no i'm not saying i do i mean love him hate him however you felt about it man i mean that that thriller video had a huge impact on videos and music and album sales and concerts and how they sell pepsi and all well, allow me to say this man. i don't care what people say about mike I think he was a freaking genius. Well, I, I think that I think all, that too, and I didn't own any of his albums, but I didn't own any of Prince's albums either, man. And it I also had a bit. It also had a big impact on MTV because they didn't yeah. want to play that until uh, CBS said we're going to boycott all our uh, product on MTV if you don't play this. And once they once they played it, and it was this monster hit. That opened the floodgates. The pun to, intended. <laughs> bl that opened the gates to a flood of black with a capital B artists on MTV. That's true because there weren't really hardly any, if no. any, black artists before Michael no. and Prince. No. And well, I mean, not not rock star, you know, not popsy rock star, <laughs> yet for lack of a better term, MTV artists. Popsy. <laughs> uh, the, uh, you know, the thing I remember about that, I what I made a point to be in front of a TV to watch the world premiere of that video. And again, I didn't dislike that, the, the, uh, Michael Jackson's music, 
but I wasn't a huge fan and I didn't know very much about it. And I, you know, but it, MTV is certainly uh, way more than radio, man. Uh, diversified, you know, uh, rock, pop music, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I could say the same thing about another uh, Michael Jackson video. And what was the one? Uh, Eddie Van Halen played the guitar, beat it. That, I mean, I mean that that stuff was as culturally significant as the Godfather or Apocalypse now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, man. I, when I I was working in a record store uh, when um, when that album came out, uh, what was that the album with Thriller and all that? What was the name of that? Thriller. It's called Thriller. Thriller. Oh, okay, Thriller. Okay, and it was like we'd never seen the the amount of customers. They would walk in the door and go, you got the Michael album? Yeah, I got the Michael album. We got hundreds of them. And it would just sold them like hotcakes on, you know, uh, of course, CDs were just starting, but mostly vinyl and cassette. But Cassettes, um, man. <laughs> yeah, it, man, it is amazing. We had people lined up and then was, okay, then was it after that that Bad came out? That, that wasn't the same album? That was album that. called Bad. Was after that. Yeah, that was. And remember, yeah. remember, MTV, MTV was playing uh, Thriller once an hour, so that video was like twelve minutes long. Imagine being an artist at that time trying to compete for airplay with Michael freaking Jackson, who's getting twelve minutes of airtime well, every and, damn hours. And uh, that was my list of five. I, there's some things I would throw in there, and I, and it was uh, above mentioning bad. If, there was an album called Even Worse by Weird Al and and, and all that man and he but, did. But, he but, did. but again, tell me, man, if it hadn't been for MTV, how in the hell would accordion music have ever been made cool? He right. is an accordion player. That that's his you yeah, know, also parodying all those videos and songs, you know. Well, and man, you know, you can like the songs or not like the songs. I, I, parody songs, I'm kind of yeah, it's funny miss. for a minute, but, but it's well, not something but, I want to hear you, again. But, but again, you you can't you can't under you can't understate the impact that the videos had. If you'd have just heard the song, you'd have went, "Oh yeah, that's funny." Ha ha, yuck yuck, that'd have been it. But the but the videos and <clears throat> there were so many bands uh, in that MTV period that I would have never heard of because by then, I mean, I wasn't really. I was playing. I was playing a lot, and I wasn't going out to a lot of club shows. And I wasn't like uh, I wasn't like you guys that I, that I had a. I didn't actively seek out diversity, man. It, when it drifted in, if it was something I liked, then I right. would yeah. I, I would keep up with it. But you know, I was not. I was not actively seeking out things that were different. And there were a lot of bands that I heard on MTV are songs that I heard on MTV. I don't even remember the bands, but there were songs like Might As Well Go For A Soda and all of them garage kind of pop bands. And yeah, you guys remember a band called The Lemonheads? I would have never, yeah, heard, I would have never yeah. heard of any of that stuff if it hadn't been for MTV. So Well, yeah, I know. So yeah. I'm not naming those guys potentially, uh, particularly their videos but yeah anyway that was my list that's a good list i i'm gonna i'm gonna save pat for last because he's always a uh, very surprisingly good uh and i'm going to not surprisingly but surprisingly great 
Wait, not surprisingly. Uh, anyway, I don't even know what that means. Consistently. Consistently. That's the word I was yeah. looking for, Pat. See, he's so good that he comes up with the right word at the right time. Uh, <laughs> bullshit. Uh, okay, the uh, mine, like I said, it was weird, and this is no excuse to dog ate my homework. No, I had my list on here, and when I pulled it up, uh, I obviously not hit save on my word doc. So all I had was video killed the radio star. So I managed to remember some of them, but I do have five. I do remember my number one and I remember my number five. And yeah, so anyway, not that they matter, but I'm going to start with one that for some reason or another, I love the song. I would have never heard of them without MTV. And that's the Australian band men at work. And that's the song, Who Can It Be Now? Man, and, what a, and what a great, quirky, bizarre little And with Colin Hay and those eyes of his, his eyes are kind of like, you know, Marty Feldman or something. I mean, they're just like crazy. Uh, that, and of course, everybody knows about the, uh, uh, what's that, under, Down Under or whatever, that other one that came next about the eating a... Um, God, I've done blanked on it. But what kind of sandwich? Vegemite sandwich. Yeah, Vegemite sandwich. So I know a guy in Australia. He told me the, the, uh, what Vegemite was. I had no you, idea. You don't. You don't want to taste. It's not Vegemite. really no. good. Uh, I no, tasted no, it, and it's no. not good. No. I do not want a Vegemite sandwich. So anyway, but anyway, that song. Who could it be now? Um, and I feel I feel his pain in that. Uh, Go away, don't come around here no more. I like to say that sometimes. My number two, uh, uh, playing off what Billy said, was uh, already had this on my list a long time ago. I like the Warrior pretty good, but as Patty said in recent interviews, you know, she said, uh, you know, the directors and all made her do all that theatrical stuff with dancers and stuff, but the song itself was great and you know recently since she's got the new album out and everything she's been getting uh people going back and listening to the warrior and it's uh, a lot of female empowerment uh type groups are are using the warriors their theme song bang bang but mine was the first one which was uh, goodbye to you and the first day that i saw that got it's like two weeks after mtv started and it's such a pop song. And she was so beautiful. <laughs> or her little red dress and dancing around like a brunette blondie kind of thing. And uh, Goodbye to You just kind of just, uh, I, I just love it. And I've followed her ever since and um, allow me to just tag on that her album she did during the pandemic Uh is one of the greatest records I've ever heard in my life. Every song on it that, that, that she wrote is fabulous. Her husband, I can't believe her husband played you're, you're guitar about, on that. You're talking about Patty Smythe, right? Patty Smythe. And, you know, yeah. her husband's John McEnroe. And I didn't even know he played guitar, much less good enough to be on the album. But uh, I heard he plays sure. tennis too. Well, he, once in a while, he plays a game of tennis. And he, the thing about him in tennis is he's such a calm guy. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of zen at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my third one was uh, really, really just. Uh, I had to go back and look at it on YouTube because 
I was wondering if I was remembering correctly just how really cool it was. This video utilizes a lot of, um, I don't know what you would call it, not necessarily time lapse, but some sort of a thing where the film seems to look like it stutters or whatever. Uh, a really cool song by Neil Young called Wondering. I'm wandering. And, uh, and the video is great because he's like getting all up in the camera and all these different things. And it looks like the film has like frames cut out of it here and there. And uh, there's two versions of Wondering on MTV. And one of them is one that they did to be more commercial. But this one that was on MTV is the cool one. It's just all, like I say, it's just really, really, really good. Uh, Wondering by Neil Young. Uh, my second one is was one of the true innovators of MTV, former lead singer of Genesis, Peter Gabriel, and the song Big Time, the way I'm making it. They utilize claymation like you've never seen before on Big Time. And, uh, he had done Sledgehammer, which used a uh, uh, process of cutting films from the clip clips from the film back and said it backwards but this claymation on big time was just amazing i'd never seen anything quite like that so i felt that was very innovative and uh, leading up to number one now this artist um definitely my all-time favorite mtv artist and uh is a gentleman by the name of prince rogers nelson and the uh song that i picked was <laughs> I can't believe it. 1999. Oh, yeah. Which is so, it's hard to believe that it was a song written in the past about a future year. It is now 22 or 21 or 22 years ago. But 1999 to me was like a party in a box, party on a video. I mean, everything about it. And I, I even to this day, I can crank that song. And I want to, I'm not a dancer, but if I play that song, I kind of start dancing. Uh -huh. uh, 2000, zero, zero. And I'm like, do I love Prince? Let me count the ways. Now, while I'm talking about Prince, I did pick 1999, but I got to give a shout out to all the others. When Doves Cry blew me away, Prince in the bathtub with birds. <laughs> I was about to bring that up. That's a great video. Prince song, Let's Go Crazy. Uh-huh. That's a, a great video. And man, Purple Rain was a... Well, uh, wait, wait. I'm not finished. was the one that started Prince, with that church. But sermon. I'm not finished. Prince, Let's Go Crazy. Prince, Let's uh, Little Red Corvette. Guess I should have known by the way she parked the car sideways. It wouldn't last. Uh, yeah, I used to sing that song. Me, 300 pound Michael was singing Little Red Corvette, uh, Purple Rain. And another one that I dearly loved was Sign of the Times. I saw that tour and it was like, if he wasn't channeling Jimi Hendrix on that tour, there's not a cow in El Paso. It was so good. Number one with a bullet. It's Prince. That's right, baby. Uh, tonight we're going to party like it's 1999, which means we've got to go back in time, <laughs> which will always is always fun. 
Time travel is fun. If you don't believe it, just ask Doctor Who. Speaking <laughs> of Doctor Who, here's Doctor What, Patrick Beach. I'm leading off with somebody who, like Prince, is uh, no longer with us. Somebody who made a lot of really fun videos, very stylish videos, and apparently very much enjoyed making videos. Tom Petty. Uh, His video to You Got Lucky, which is like set in this uh, desert. Is it the post-apocalyptic Yeah, post-apocalyptic kind of Mad Max looking one where they hop out of the thing with the DeLorean. It has has nothing whatever to do with the song and it's incredibly derivative because everybody had seen the road warrior at that point was like okay i get it i get it but it's fun and he made a lot of fun videos that's 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 my lead off batting second is one that might possibly have predated mtv because the brits did get a head start on making promotional films for uh songs before mtv launched and that was uh, bowie's ashes to ashes a very, very strange looking video. Wonderful it, song, too. It's a wonderful song. Of course, Fripp's on, Fripp's on the record. And uh, I just, I, I have puzzled over that video and I need to find something <laughs> to read about the making of it because I suspect that it looks really crude and really surreal and kind of arty and kind of scary. It's like a fever dream. Yeah. And I suspect, uh, I suspect to make, something look that weird and yet so crude was really really expensive you know bowie walking out of that pond in the clown outfit and the clown makeup seriously when i was a kid i used to get these awful 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 chest colds and i'd have incredible uh fevers and and oh, yeah. that video that video looks like you know dreams <laughs> that i would have in the middle of the night when i was a kid <laughs> i had i had initially thought of coming up with just like guilty pleasure videos like sure rat or van halen or all that spandex stuff or alternately (laughs) the the biggest the biggest sellout in punk rock billy idol with rebel yell and white wedding just big big pile of cheese even though steve stevens was and still remains a great guitar player but i just came up with i just came up with uh you know ones that still stand the test of times and were and we're real breaks breakthroughs. And aside from Thriller, there's none other we've discussed here that was as much of a breakthrough and as much of a dam breaker as Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Well, man. See, and I thought you were were gonna uh, say the White Snake one with the girl dancing on the <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's I another mean, guilt. That's another guilty pleasure. And we we could do a whole show yeah, on the, that is an artistic statement. <laughs> we could do, yeah. we could do a whole show on the video subgenre of girls writhing on the hoods of guitars. That's right. <laughs> but then, uh, that was a that was a line in a in a nineties pop tune, right? The uh 1985 and the, there's a line in it about it's about this suburban mom who her life isn't turning out the way her dreams were and the line in the song was she was going to be an actress she was going to be a star she was going to shake her ass on the hood of white snakes (laughs) (laughs) but i mean uh, after teen spirit nothing was the same you know you can you can you can quarrel with how 
Butch Vig made that band sound on Nevermind, which is not how they wanted to sound. But you can't quarrel with the video, which is just just riveting. You know, what are they doing in the school gym? Why are the cheerleaders wearing those anarchist symbols on their uniforms? Why is the janitor in the middle of the room? And, uh, you know, it was it was in almost as heavy rotation uh, for its time as Thriller was for its also incredibly stylistically. And another breakthrough hit for this band, Losing My Religion uh, by R.E.M., from the out of time of uh, just a gorgeous video the, that soft focus and the gold light the religious imagery the vaguely homoerotic well, stuff it's a perfect accompaniment to that song i had i had just about started to like rem when that video came out and i stopped no <laughs> oh, really? man i love that song god oh, didn't work for you didn't work for you no, no, that's, no, that's the one where the angel's poking a hole in his in his spare wound. And my last one is a fun one. Uh, it's the only music video that comes with its own built-in commercial break, and that's Spike Jones with a Z. Spike Jones video to Weezer's Buddy Holly, where they're in Mel's drive-in. Uh, one of the sets on happy days and they take a break in the middle of the song just as they would have for a commercial during a sitcom or any other <laughs> show like happy days so that's it that's just five fun ones well, that's five really good ones. man uh, thanks i'm gonna tag on a note for one of yours when you talk about tom petty uh I, I love all those tom petty videos are great but one that i used to i should have put on my list but i could only have five the one that I dearly love was the uh, "Don't Come Around Here No More" uh-huh. Alice in yeah. Wonderland thing. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like it was like being high on weed, even if you weren't. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you uh-huh. know, not that not that I would know because you know I'm never never mind. That's a lie. Well, uh, Lewis Carroll did have a certain fondness for opium. Yeah, no doubt. Home, so. No doubt. Well, some of our favorite favorite writers are. We have done nothing with alcohol and drugs, so there you go. Right, right, right. Let's talk right. about Hunter. Let's not talk about Hunter. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Bats, bats everywhere. <laughs> uh, anyway, that uh, yeah, that kind of wraps it up. Uh, and I see Billy sitting back down. I don't know if he can hear us or not, but we have we have wrapped wrapped up, and we're going to go out with a song. And uh, I got to give the uh, build this up a little bit uh where the heck is okay i got two cds together from carrie baker conqueroo and it's uh from bmg records two first two releases in the live at montro series uh the uh montro uh jazz festival in switzerland from you know all the way from the 60s on through the 90s and the first one was uh of the two is Etta James. It's all her best performances from, oh God, I don't know, all through the years. And it's two CDs. And the other one was an artist I dearly loved from right up the street in Tryon, North Carolina named Nina Simone. And Nina Simone to me was just fabulous. And in Tryon, she's still celebrated today. And there's a reason for that. 
she was a great songwriter. She was a great feminist. She was a great African-American. Uh, she was a great example, you know, all the way around, Nina Simone. So both of them, Etta James and Nina Simone, are incredible records with some of the best, the greatest musicians in the world. Uh, it's like, uh, so we're going to play, I'm going to play one off of uh, Nina Simone's albums. And it's, it's very, um, this song is so theatrical. It, it reminds me of a play I once did called Spoon River Anthology or something like that where each of the, she introduces each of these four characters in the song and you you can visualize these characters and it's all about these four different completely different but all strong women so the song is called four women uh so we're gonna get out some serious nina simone and we'll get back to you on what our topic is next week because i'm gonna let the boys think about it and somebody's oh, gonna text me later on and say hey let's do this I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, make them come up with an idea. Man, well, man, let's. Uh, I, I see my, I, I see my input, man. You, can, you can have my vote, Pat. You, you hadn't picked it. You hadn't done a topic in a while. I'm not gonna be here next week. Oh, 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 oh that's, that's right. Even, no, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, you can make it harder like so free, that Jim will like suffer. That's like make a Jim shot, suffer. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll think about it while I'm putting well, in just, our three new toilets. Hey, uh, <laughs> don't wait till you're at Springsteen on Broadway to send it to us. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's All right, boys. Thank you for everything, guys. As usual, it was fun. Be good. Have a great yeah, Fourth of July, you. man. Shoot some fireworks. Eat some barbecue. Listen to Dave Alvin. <laughs> Listen to Dave Alvin. That sounds like a winner. All right. We're out. Here comes Nina Simone. For women. These next two tunes are dedicated to the blacks of America, the blacks of Switzerland, the blacks of the Middle East, the blacks of Africa. And we're all very happy that Nelson Mandela is free, right? They thought that I was not political anymore. That what a mistake to think that. <laughs> four women, the story of four black women and their different textures of hair their different complexions and how they feel about life. My skin is black. My arms are long. My hair is woolly. And my back is strong. Strong enough to take the pain Inflict it again and again 
right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Kudzu Radio Hour. I sure appreciate you guys tuning in and joining us today. Uh, I want to say a huge thank you to Billy Eli and Patrick Beach. And we'll look forward to next week when um, Jim Hemphill will be back. Of course, we will lose Patrick next week for the week because he's going to New York to see Springsteen on Broadway. I'm so jealous. It's okay. He'll tell us about it. I'm sure he will. He may even tell us more than we want to know. (laughs) Just kidding. Yep. Thanks for listening in. Uh, By the way, that last song was by the great Nina Simone from a new album uh, of the best of her live tracks from the Montreux Jazz Festival over the years. Uh, They're putting out a whole series of those Montreux uh, live discs. They just put out Nina and uh, Etta James as well. And uh, both are reviewed in the new issue of Kudzu coming soon, coming sometime this week. The Kudzu Radio Hour is brought to you by Springer Mountain Farms in Georgia. Springer Mountain Farms chicken. Fresh chicken responsibly raised on family farms with no antibiotics, no hormones, no steroids, no animal byproducts, nothing, none of the junk ever. Did I say family farms? That's right. Family, not corporate. Get more information on Springer Mountain Farms chicken or order online and have it delivered. Yeah, they will bring it right to your doorstep. SpringerMountain.com, SpringerMTN.com. Get your chicken now, and it is so good. And you can find it in your local market. Just look for the uh, blue package in the uh, frozen meat chicken section. That's one place you can find it. um, Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Program's also brought to you by uh, the band of the Boxmasters. Gearing up now for their summer tour. Boy, is it going to be a good one. A barn burner, as we used to say, and the band's uh, latest album, Light Rays. They'll play a bunch of songs off of that, as well as their other great albums and eclectic covers and everything else. These guys are so good. They put on an incredible show. The Box Masters, man. There's nothing quite like the Box Masters. And uh, I recommend that you purchase Light Rays. You can get it on CD, download, or own high-quality vinyl, just like the good old days. Listen to some analog music, man. That's what I'm trying to say. Good stuff. The Boxmasters. Get ready for that tour. For information on the tour, the albums, swag that you might want, like ashtrays, shot glasses, CDs, autographs, T-shirts, everything. You go to theboxmasters.com, theboxmasters.com. Be sure to follow the Boxmasters on social media, Facebook, and Instagram. Well, thanks again for listening in this week, folks, and we'll be back again next week with more uh, more fun on the Kudzu Radio Hour. We'll see you guys next week. Please help us spread the word about the podcast. We're trying to get, uh, let everybody know about it that might want to listen in. You never know. You know, there might be more people who think like we do. 
God help them. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.